Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Are You There, Dad? It's me, Yoko. And to kick things off this week, we're going to spend this segment of They Should Have Known talking about the one, the only the Bermuda Triangle. Now, for those of you who are dumb and don't know what that is, it's a triangle in Bermuda or around Bermuda that people just like randomly disappear in. Like a lot of ships and a lot of planes have gone missing there. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like people just don't have on Find My Friends. Because if you don't have on Find My Friends, then you'll die. And that's their fault. So all those people... They died because of that, and I never turned mine off. Like, I want all my friends to know where I am constantly. And you know what? My dad actually just turned his off for me recently, which is fine. I'm not mad about it, but it is weird because I just saw his other family's child. Like, uh, wait, what's that called? Olivia, what's that called? Half-sister. I just saw my half-sister's Instagram story, and I saw her posting about how he took them to Disney World recently, which is fine. It's fine, really. I never even wanted to go. I've never wanted to go to Disneyland or Disney World. So it's fine that they're going without me. And it's fine that they're riding the teacups and sharing a churro together. It's fine that my half-sister gets to share a churro with her dad, my dad, while they watch fireworks and stay at the Polynesian, which is on sale right now during the off-season. That's fine. That's fine. I didn't want that. I didn't want that for myself anyway. So it's fine. Um... Oh, yeah, but back to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, so it's like, come on, people, just turn your Find My Friends on. <laughs> or just get into your Honda CRV and, like, turn on the GPS and get out of it. You know, it's like, duh, don't die. So, anyway, that's they should have known. Okay, well, now we're on to our next portion of the podcast where we, and by we, I mean you all, because. I'm very smart, and I know everything we're about to talk about. We're going to learn about a new topic, and this is You Should Have Known, and how fitting 
that we're going to be talking to Professor Alan Grundle, who's the Vice Dean and former Head of Marine Biology at Stanford University. Welcome, Professor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that lovely introduction. It's so, so, so tremendous to be here with another fan of the ocean. Wow, that's so great. And uh, just a quick correction, I am the vice vice dean. I'm the vice dean to the vice dean as it stands right now. Oh, what? Okay, so what exactly, um, I know this isn't your expertise, but what exactly does a vice dean do? Uh, well, I wouldn't know that. That's above my pay grade. I'm the vice dean to the vice dean. So yeah, I don't really participate in those conversations uh, at this time. So what do you do? Uh, anything that the vice dean needs. Uh, a lot of it right now is we're trying to find some fish to study and look at because, well, that's that's mostly my purview in my department is to find and study fish. And right now we're having a really hard time finding fish because... Uh, the ocean, as you know, is relatively enormous. I mean, you can't even, I can't, I, I'm trying to use my hands right now to show how big it is, but it's much, much bigger than I can show you with my hands. And the other really kooky thing about the ocean is it doesn't have any corners. So there's no way to really get the fish into a specific spot or get them into a corner. You got to let them kind of come to you. And that's something that uh, is one of the more difficult parts of getting an eyeball on these fish is because they kind of go wherever they want to. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you have a favorite fish? Wow. Uh, it's hard to choose out of the so many dozens of fish. I don't have a favorite fish. I think all fish are ruthless and I don't really side with any of them, but I respect all fish. Okay. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. F. Mary Kill, mm-hmm. a killer whale, a narwhal and a hammerhead shark go there is one ethical correct answer i can you can you give me the three again i'm sorry i uh i was in uh, a bike accident today and i i'm having trouble remembering <laughs> yeah yeah stanford right um yes a, a, a killer whale a narwhal and a hammerhead shark go i think if i had to have sex with one it would probably be the killer whale. They're sort of the bad boys of the ocean, and mm. I think I think they could really bring it. Uh, Mary the narwhal, it's a stable, even-tempered creature where I, I wouldn't, uh, like I said, I respect an orca, but I don't trust an orca. Mm. And then kill the hammerhead shark, frankly. It's just, it's a weird and it's a bad fish. Um, in this job, you don't try to make rulings on if fish are good or bad, but I, it's pretty... Mm. It's, it's held sort of a standard in the industry that hammerheads are, are a bad fish. Mm. Did you know that when I was younger, um, people called me Shamu in Florida? I did not know that. The whale from SeaWorld. That was my nickname. Was it because you were in a prison made of water? No, it's because I was an Orlando transplant against my will. Oh, well, that makes sense. And I also have a fear of uh, white families watching me swim. Oh, I think that's a very reasonable fear. I think, um, yeah, I don't think anybody should be comfortable with a white family watching them swim. I think that's, uh, I, th- I think you're, uh, you're in the right, and your instincts feel correct to me. Thank you. Okay, so I have, I have a lot of questions about the ocean because it's, it's just so big, you know. Yeah, it's, me too. It's, it's enormous. So I'm to understand. I was, um, I, I know this already, and I'm, I'm asking you this question so that the the listeners know, really. Um, That's very helpful. So so I'm to understand that at the bottom of the ocean floor, there's tectonic plates that meet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and those those cause earthquakes, right, or tsunamis. Mm-hmm. Both, yes. Am I to understand that earthquakes and tsunamis? That's just the Earth's cheeks clapping together. Yes, that's a, that's a really really good way of describing it. Okay, it, it really is. If you do think of the tectonic plates as the Earth's cheeks, you know, um, yeah, in the same way that say somebody was uh, shaking their cheeks right in front of your face, right? You'd hear the sound exactly like this. You'd hear that sound of of the cheeks hitting each other, and that sound is obviously the result of sonic waves being created as the cheeks uh, hit and reflect off of each other. Bub, bub, bub. Exactly. And so, if you think of the tectonic plates as cheeks, uh, when they hit together, they are also releasing sonic energy. When it happens underwater, we see that in the form of tsunamis. You know, the the sound of those cheeks clapping essentially moves water across the ocean and when that happens in a drier area that's reflected as an earthquake Mm. so yeah i'd I'd say that's a pretty accurate description and as we know you know we like to refer to nature as mother earth uh you know i've written a couple papers about this that you could say that mother earth from an academic standpoint has a dump truck ass wow mother earth has a dump truck ass that's correct, yes. You know, I've always thought that myself, so I'm glad that someone else is affirming that for me. Yes, there's a lot of research to back that up. <laughs> back it up. Exactly, yes. Okay, so moving on. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most evil creature in the ocean? Oh, the most evil creature is by far the octopus. It's not really a contest. Now, to be clear, the octopus isn't the smartest creature in the ocean. It's one of the smarter ones, but it is the most evil. Okay. I think uh, in terms of true malice of intent, the octopus is number one. Mm -hmm. All octopi are up to no good. They want to hurt us. They want to hurt each other. Mm. And therein lies the problem in their quest to seek domination over the ocean as well as the land is because they have a hard time working together, mainly because the octopus has the largest ego of any underwater creature. Mm. For that reason, it doesn't work well in teams. Now, A smarter but less evil animal, but one that I still think we should be worried about, is the orca whale, as you said earlier. Because orca whales, according to our research, are much, much orders of magnitude more intelligent than human beings. The only thing that has stopped orca whales uh, from Uh being the dominant society, the dominant food chain in and out of the water, is the fact that orca whales can't hold a gun. Um, they, they don't have hands. Oh, my God. And so a lot of my research is in essentially the most drastically bad thing that could happen to human beings or really any other living creature is for orcas to acquire hands. And so we've done a lot of research on how do we make sure that orcas don't get hands because they're considerably smarter than us. It's really just an issue of dexterity. Now, that's not to say all orca whales are bad. But orca whales, given the opportunity, could become the dominant species on Earth. What? Where octopi, although more evil than orca whales, again, too evil to work together on anything. They're kind of all out for their own purposes, whether those be scams, murders, robbery, trafficking, those type of things. Wait, so orca whales could kill us? Well, they, they are called killer whales, just as a reminder. Ugh. They can definitely kill us. But here's the thing. They can't kill us from a distance. And here's the number one thing I would want all of your listeners to take away. You should never, ever, ever, ever go into the water. You should never go into an ocean because that's where orcas can get you. Orcas, at this point in time, can't get you on land. 
And so if you're living on land, you should sleep safe at night, uh, at least for now. Okay, well, that's very upsetting because I have a bachelorette party I'm going to next week in the ocean. Mm. It's on a boat. Mm. So I shouldn't go? I would say that you should not go, but if you are to go, uh, you definitely want to be very, very heavily armed. Are you sure? Because this is Fergie's bachelorette party, and I feel like I should go. Fergie's bachelorette party's coming up? Yeah. Stacy Ferguson. My friend Fergie. Boy, that's, um, that's a pickle. So can I go? Let me think about this for just a moment. How close are you to Stacy Ferguson? I'm pretty close. I was the third person she called after she botched the national anthem. Okay, then, yeah, you have to go. That's uh, So I should go, but should I go with a gun? Yeah, you should go, and you should bring uh, a gun or a sword. <sighs> uh, the other thing you could do is just um, wear something that tastes really, really bad. Okay. That would be another good option, yeah. Okay, if you're listening to this, Fergie, I'll be there. But if I'm weird on the boat, know that it's because of it's because of him. Here's the thing. Orcas present tremendous danger to us, but friendships, that's the family you choose. So, you know, you really have to put that above all else. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Okay, well, to go back to the octopuses being evil thing, because the way that you're describing it sounds kind of like my stepmom, Sharon. <laughs> oh, interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Evil and sure. conniving. So what's the most evil thing that you think an octopus could do? Because whatever it is, it's probably what my stepmom, Sharon, is going to do. <laughs> Gosh, that's a really, really good question. Um, what's the most evil thing that I think an octopus could do? Or actually, let me let me change that question on you. Sure. What's the most evil thing that you think my stepmom Sharon could do, given that everything you said about octopuses a little while ago reminded me of my stepmom Sharon? Great, great. So if your stepmom Sharon is anything like an octopus, first of all, she's into emotional manipulation. <gasps> yeah. And is probably, uh, to my guess, very, very clever at it. She tricks me all the time. Exactly. And making you question your own reality. Like <gasps> yeah. I could see something like... Uh, for example, changing the size of items in your apartment only slightly to make you think that you've grown bigger or smaller. What? Uh, say, for example, she replaces your bed with a bed that's uh, three inches wider, making you think that you've shrunk or, you know, the obviously the inverse, making your bed a few inches narrower, making you think that you've grown, replacing your cups with slightly smaller cups, that sort of thing, making you think that maybe you're turning into some sort of giant or maybe you're slowly shrinking. That's the type of thing that, given the capabilities of a bipedal organism, that we could easily see transferring from the octopus psyche onto a human being. But she's not bipedal. She she's only into men. She's only into my dad. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't think that that part doesn't really track. Gotcha. Gotcha. But she's kind of done stuff like that before. Like one time, she came into my apartment and she moved everything three inches to the left, mm-hmm. except for my computer. Gotcha. So I thought I was going crazy. So you walk in and immediately you feel off balance. Off balance. Immediately you feel off kilter. Yeah. She did that. And then I was so distracted by that. I missed my graduation. Wow. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you're an expert on my stepmom, Sharon, too. So, okay. I have a question then. So if your stepmom, I mean, if, um, let's say an, an octopus named Sharon mm-hmm. in your lab mm-hmm. was, um, I don't know, let's say stopping you from talking to your other octopus parent and was changing 
one digit off of his phone number in your octopus phone so that you keep texting some random person in Albuquerque instead and then getting confused why it's not your octopus dad. What would you do to confront this octopus about that? So, uh, like I said earlier, I was in a bike accident today. And so I kind of, I kind of had trouble following, uh, you know, what things are octopus specific and what (sighs) pieces of building, sort of building out the universe in my head of, uh, an octopus phone, an octopus mom and an octopus dad. But I would say that, um, standing up for yourself, that's always a good bet. To the octopus? Sharon? You have to stand up for yourself oh. to uh, the octopus. Okay. Here's here's the thing. You cannot trust a, an octopus. So any sort of truce or surrender to an octopus, they're never going to honor the terms and conditions of any sort of agreement. The only way to beat them is with pure, raw power, physical force, and emotional domination. So I wouldn't rely on any sort of acquiescence or deal-making because an octopus is going to violate the terms of that deal. It'll shake you with one hand, and it'll stab you in the back with another. And it'll still have six more hands with which to do whatever it wants. Professor, did the octopus hurt you in your life recently? Because it sounds like you're kind of talking from personal experience. Um, I, I've met several octopi in my life. None of them has ever been so much as cordial to me. They're all... Uh, disgusting, slimy little villains. And uh, I, I, I don't mean to get um, angry on the podcast, but I want to I want to fight them. I want to beat the shit out of them. Uh, they're disgusting little slimy creeps. Uh-huh. Frankly, they're, uh, in my opinion, gross misogynists. Oh. And also um, just habitually late to arrangements. Okay, um... Is this octopus a, a, a simile to four metaphor metaphor for something? No, I'm literally talking about octopuses. Oh, okay, Olivia, I don't know where you found him. This guy's sorry. Oh, my mic is on. Okay, um, professor. Okay, let's move on. Um, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever found in a whale's blowhole? Oh, great question. Um. It's hard to say because blowholes themselves are so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think I might answer that question with a blowhole itself. Every time I get a look at a blowhole, I think that's crazy. Frankly, yuck. My ex's blowhole is crazy too. Mm. It's nasty. In what way? Just looks weird. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, cavernous, but shallow. Hmm. So wide, but shallow? Like uh, like a ramkin or a four-ounce mason jar? Yeah, maybe. Is a ramekin the thing that you use to make um, delicious souffles and tarts? Yes, you would put like a um, like a creme brulee in a ramekin. Okay, you could put like a like a chocolate, like a lava cake in the ramekin. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah, his blowhole is like a ramekin then. Great, yeah, yeah, I totally understand. It's grooved kind of like it too. I don't like it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So that's the weirdest blowhole I've seen. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, every every blowhole I've ever seen has been weird in its own way. You know, sometimes I think to myself, why did I get into this business? Uh, the, the fish are all over the place. The ocean's so big, we have no idea how big it is. We don't know where it goes. We know it goes all over the place, but we don't know exactly where. Mm-hmm. Every time I look at one of these slippery, slimy scumbags, uh, and by that I mean aquatic life, I'm more grossed out than the last time. So it really is. It's an, it's an interesting and it's a fickle business. 
Okay. Um, speaking of that, how rich are you? Uh, uh, well, right now I'm still, uh, I have a negative net worth, um, you know, from, from nine years of grad school studying, uh, marine biology and oceanography. So uh, yeah. So at this point I am, am worth less than zero, uh, financially. Um, but I'm hoping to discover some sort of unbelievable fish that makes me a lot of money somehow. A fish maybe that people can invest in or something like that. I wish you the best on that endeavor. Thank you so much. And I thought you were rich. This kind of sucks. Okay, well, question then. Um, have you ever been to the Tampa Bay Aquarium? Because if so, I have some follow-up questions. I have never been to the Tampa Bay Aquarium, Ugh. but I have seen beautiful pictures of it. Ugh. So you've never been to the Tampa Bay Aquarium? No. Because I lost my retainer there and I need someone to find it. Oh, okay. Um, I can put in a call if you like. No, it's okay. I do have some colleagues that work there. Are you sure? That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I just thought maybe you would know. You have my email. You let me know if you change your mind and I'll make a call to the Tampa Bay Aquarium. And uh, I have a friend there, Jean-Pierre, who could actually take a look and see if he could find your retainer. Professor, that's the nicest thing Anne's ever said to me. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's so kind. I would hope that by this time in your life, people would have said kinder things to you. No, not really. Tell you what, my friend, you've got an awful lot of hurt in that voice. No, I'm fine. Anything you want to share? Anything you want to talk about? No, I want to ask this question. Just let me... Okay, like, is it is it is it rude to poop in the ocean, is my question. No, no, no. You should feel free to poop in the ocean at any time. Yeah, that's, that's an extremely natural part of life. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Okay, because... I pooped in the ocean one time, and then my stepmom, Sharon, was screaming at me in front of everyone, saying that I can't take hot dumps in the ocean because I'm the reason why turtles are dying. No, no, no. The reason turtles are dying is the gradual escalation of ocean temperatures, as well as the fact that they're extremely slow. They don't get anywhere quickly, and that makes it hard to run away. Uh, your dumps of any temperature are, uh, are no problem for the ocean. They're not going to hurt it? Absolutely not. You shouldn't feel ashamed of that, and um, you should feel free, honestly. Feel free. Okay, because I took a dump in the ocean the other day at a different bachelorette party that I was at. Mm-hmm. I was at a different Black Eyed Peas bachelorette party mm-hmm. on the ocean, and I took a dump, and everyone kept making fun of me. Everyone kept making fun of me. Gotcha, yeah. Everyone was like, Yoko, stop, stop. What are you doing? Why are you taking a dump? Stop squatting over the deck. Stop. Mm. And I said, it's a poop deck. It's called a poop deck for a reason. And then I took a fat, hot dump mm. into the ocean, and everyone was like, stop, stop. And then one person made a boomerang of it coming out of my butthole. So then it's like me squatting over the ocean, and the poop goes back up and down, up and down. And then someone made an NFT out of it, and now it's just like living on the internet forever. Sure, sure. So you have my email. If you do feel comfortable sending that to me, that would be, you know, no pressure at all. But do feel free to send that my way. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think you should feel any shame. Any shame whatsoever. Okay. Perfectly natural part of life. It's good to know. It's like throwing up or uh, peeing a little bit when you laugh or something like, you know, it's just, a, it's just part of being a person. So then is peeing in the ocean also okay? Peeing in the ocean, absolutely okay. Wow. So if there's any takeaway I would want people to get from this, peeing and pooping in the ocean, it's a green light. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Okay, um, Professor, this has been really encouraging. Are you looking to adopt? Adopt? Adopt a child in his mid-twenties? You know, it's so crazy you ask that. Okay. Because I've been thinking, in this life of the high seas, I, uh, I'd love to share it with someone. I'd love to pass on what I've learned from the ocean to somebody. And uh, this could just be the bike accident that I was in earlier talking, but I, I don't know if I have it in me to raise a child from birth or to raise a child from a small little kid into a fully grown adult, but to adopt and uh, sort of bring into my family a 20-year-old, that, that feels like just my speed, actually. So I don't know if that was made in jest or anything. but No, I, it's just... um. My stepmom, Sharon, said I can't go back into the house for the next few weeks. Sure. And I picked up on this, like, you know, have you seen the movie Up? Absolutely. You know, the old guy and the little little Asian boy? 
Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I feel like you and I could kind of be like that. I don't see why not. This is awesome. This is my favorite episode ever. I got a parent. Look, it's going to be extensive paperwork. It's going to take some time. Like I said, I don't have a lot of money, but what I do have is a knowledge and a love for the sea that I would be happy for you to join me on. That's awesome. Wait, so that means that I don't have to go back to Sharon. That means I don't have to go back to my dad. Well, well, that's your choice. You can if you'd like to, but you don't have to. No, no, no. I don't want to go back. I hate them now. I have a, I have a new... Hey, dad, you hear that? I have a new dad now. Wow. I don't need you. Wow. I don't need you. I don't want... I don't care about you. I don't need your validation. I don't even care if you show up to my cello recital next week. I don't care about any of that. You have a cello recital next week? I do. Will you come? I love the cello. Beautiful instrument. Wow. Absolutely tremendous instrument. Thanks. I'm not very good, but I'll make you proud. Here's the here's the thing. I can be proud of you. I cannot be proud of you. Your dad can be proud of you. He cannot be proud of you. The most important thing is are you proud of yourself? That's Sharon, are you listening to this? You need to talk like this to me a little bit more often. That's wild. That's wild. Well, Professor, I have one last question about the ocean before we move on to our next segment. Great. Okay. So in the ocean, you said there's a lot of evil creatures. Yes, absolutely. And you said there's a lot of smart creatures. Yes. Who do you think is the dumbest but nicest creature? Oh, uh, that's easy. Whales. Whales. And by that, I don't mean dolphins. Uh, Killer whales are actually part of the dolphin family, so they're a little bit different. Mm. But whales. Whales are incredibly kind and not that sharp. Whales can't do math. They can barely read. I'd say the only thing that saves them is they have a decent sense of direction. They have okay emotional intelligence, but in terms of hard skills, computation, etc., not very good. Also, whales, they don't really understand sarcasm or irony at all. Uh, whales have a really, really hard time understanding any sort of complex humor, but whales really never hurt anybody. They make amazing pets. They're wonderful travel companions, and they're extremely trustworthy and loyal. You know, look, Every creature has its pros and cons. Whales, overall, they're all right with me. It sounds like you really like whales, Professor. I find whales useful. Uh, I find whales interesting. Look, again, I try not to get into good and bad. I know earlier I kind of slipped up. I, I let some passions overtake me, and I mentioned how hammerhead sharks are bad. Whales on the spectrum, probably good. I guess you could say that I like them. But again... What am I going to, essentially, here's how I'd put it. What am I going to talk about with a whale? What am I going to do with a whale? There's not much. I respect them. I give them their distance. They respect me. They give me my distance. If we see each other, we might say hello, that sort of thing. But overall, there's not, uh, I don't have that much in common with a whale, if that makes sense. Well, then what's your favorite creature? Oh, my favorite sea creature? (sighs) Gosh crazy now that you bring it up i guess i i don't really have one and that makes me realize i've been spending all this time in the ocean making observations but i haven't really been making uh friends and um you'd think after all these years in the ocean i would have a couple friends that i could call on and i think it, it wasn't until this moment that i realized you know in the ocean i have a lot of work colleagues i have a lot of 
ocean dwellers that respect me and whom I respect, but nobody that I could really call on in hard times. And I think that's something that I need to wait to think about. I'll be your fate. I'll be your favorite creature. What about me? You're a person. But I can be your favorite. I just want to be someone's favorite thing. I can't be your favorite ocean creature. But you're not. It just sounds. It just sounds like when you're talking about whales that you like whales more than me. And I don't know. I'm just. I. I just. Hey. You ever heard of a zero sum game? No. What's that? So it's this idea that for one person to win, the other has to lose. And buddy, just because I like whales doesn't mean I like you any less. I can like both things. This sounds like when someone's trying to explain to me Wordle. I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey. Can a whale play the cello? No. That's right. It doesn't have hands. You can play the cello. And I can shoot a gun. And you can shoot a gun. Yeah. And you can host a podcast. <laughs> and I can host a podcast. You hear that, Sharon? You have a lot of things going for you, okay? And I don't want you to overlook those. Thanks. And that concludes this segment. Now, before we say goodbye, we're going to do our last segment called I Should Have Known, where our guest has to answer questions about me to prove that I may be an expert in Professor Grundle's field, but he's probably not an expert in mine. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's go. Okay, question number one. What do I like more, cats or dogs? Dogs. Wrong. Picking is homophobic. The Bible taught me that. Mm. Question number two. Who is my dream emergency contact? Uh, Fergie. No, I am Fergie's emergency contact, but she's not my emergency contact. My dream emergency contact would be Mariah Carey. I feel like she seems reliable. Do you know what I mean? Totally, yes. She'll be there. She has a song about that. Yes. She just seems like she'll drop everything to be there for me. But I hope I'm not hers. She seems like a giver. Exactly. Okay, number three. What's my favorite restaurant? Um, I know you definitely don't know this one. For whatever reason, Chili's popped into my head, but I don't know if that's accurate. No. Wrong. The answer is the cafeteria in the Tampa Bay Aquarium. Mm. And I know you don't know that because you've never been. Correct. But they have delicious french fries. And that now explains to me how you lost your retainer. My guess is you took it out to eat the french fries... Uh, set it down and either somebody took it or you forgot to put it back in. This is the Vice Dean, Vice Dean of Stanford right here. Exactly right, Professor. Okay, number four. What's the worst movie I've ever seen? Mm, uh, House of Gucci. Wrong. The answer is my stupid stepmom Sharon's home birth vlog that my dad made me watch. <sighs> wow. It was awful. It was gross. And it was just so stupid because he just seemed so happy to meet this baby. And I've seen his video of meeting me at my mom's birth, and he did not seem that happy to see me. It's just ridiculous. That's really tough. And my producer Olivia is saying I have to move on. Okay, and last question. Who's my favorite poet? Um, Edgar Allan Poe. Wrong. It's me. I'm my favorite poet. Would you like to do one of your poems for me? Really, Dad? I would love to hear one of your poems. Okay, um... Uh... To... Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Are You There, Dad? It's me, Yoko. Until next time... 
Bye. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.